Are you ready, gang? Are you ready, everybody? For the most knockdown, drag out, ultra roundup you have ever seen, we're talking about this ultra person and that ultra person and this evil ultra person, this good evil person who used to be a evil good ultra person and this robot that suddenly doesn't. It's a Rewa roundup. Buddy, go! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. And we are here today to talk about Ultraman once again in Ultramanuary. And today we are going to talk about all four currently existing Rewa era Ultraman shows. Ultraman Taiga, Ultraman Z, Ultraman Trigger, and the recently completed Ultraman Decker. Uh, And I... Much like the ultra persons in this show cannot do it alone. Miles, how are you, my friend? Overwhelmed, but excited. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on here, gang. (laughs) I mean, I I really I really did like the sampling of uh, this era, especially since there's kind of perfectly four of them uh, for us to do. But it, it, it is a lot to juggle uh, when you're just watching first episode, first episode, first episode. And Ultraman almost without fail has a thing <laughs> that 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 it, it keeps a consistent like type of episode, whereas like Sentai or even Power Rangers kind of mix it up. And, and I'm sure this, this show has too. Uh, Ultraman kind of stays tried and true to no matter what kind of thing is going on, a monster attacks a a. A human who is pure of heart gets involved and ends up bonding with an ultra uh, alien to to fight monsters. Um, There are lots of differences, but it is interesting that of. Of the tokusatsu that I am, I am of the big tokusatsu shows, your your Kamen Rider, your Ultraman, your uh, Super Sentai. This this seems the most like tied to like i don't want to say a standard but certainly a a formula well not just a formula but a history like a a lot of the uh, the common writer shows especially have you know uh not had anything to do with prior common writers super sentai uh, do they ever cross over crossover movies yeah they do uh, crossover movies and stuff for all of it well they definitely do with ultraman as well but yeah 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 there's the ultraman shows i mean like (laughs) For, for for a newcomer that can be confusing and especially with with some of the shows starting off the way they do i wouldn't say it's unfriendly to a new viewer but the first 15 minutes you're a little like huh for for like specifically our first one ultraman taiga i was very lost those first 15 minutes with like these ultra creature uh, these ultra aliens fighting i guess a bad ultra who was mopping the floor with them, but somehow, like, they bond with a human, like, that's better. <laughs> um, but it was, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so, so Ultraman Taiga opens with our titular hero, Ultraman Taiga, who is the son of Ultraman Taro, who is one of the ultras from the 70s, uh, and his buddies, Ultraman Titus and Ultraman Fuma, are who are fighting this evil ultra named Traegar. And stuff goes wrong. And all these other ultra men are also around and they all get depowered and etc. And um <laughs> it's confusing the the important like the thing to know is that ultraman taiga and 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 a lot of the shows that we're talking about are part of the new generation heroes arc of ultraman and that started with ultraman ginga i'm assuming is how you pronounce this which started airing in 2013 and all of these ultra ultra persons ultra people are 
heroes that have been introduced, not just in the last 10 years, but in the last 20 or 30 years as well. And I didn't know any of them. (laughs) Well, and I mean, the celebration and the history of this character, I think also shows why Japan seemed to respond so favorably to Shin Ultraman, which won like the equivalent of the Japanese best film prize. And I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the, the, the fact that like a show like this that has so much history attached to it. I'm trying to think of one that like that we have that where like people have followed for generations. I mean, yes, we have shows where that's happened, but maybe Star Trek is the closest thing I can think of. I mean, maybe there there are there are a lot fewer crossovers of characters. You'll get name drops more than anything else, but there are very few like character I mean, at least cameos the, TN- the tng era you did but also a lot of those actors are no longer with us from the tos yeah the, the biggest the biggest one is probably when Worf joined the cast of deep space nine <laughs> that's, that's so that right. is probably the biggest uh the biggest comparison of of this just wait Worf is gonna jo- join with these casts oh wait well, he's on picard that's right um <laughs> yeah he's a, he's well they're all in picard season three yeah but yeah. I, I i guess that may be the closest thing i can think of that we have to something like that you know, this has been going on since the 60s uh, I and mean, maybe Doctor Who as well. Doctor Who probably has some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't you had necessarily- Sarah Jane pop up in the, the reboot series and you've had other characters and actors pop up and they do special um, anniversary crossover movies where three doctors or five doctors right. would be in there together. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we have a couple of things, but yeah, I mean. For me, the show really gets started when we introduce our human characters and I can kind of find my footing. And I liked the setup for this one because our characters are like our main character is like a courier. Well, we don't I don't really know what he does. Uh, I mean, there's some sort of deliveries like a courier service or or driving service or security service. it's, It's a security service of some kind. So. He works for and let me see if I can get the. Uh, Aegis, the Enterprise of Guard and Investigation Services. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the, other, the other parts of that of that uh, acronym, we didn't really get as much of. And keep in mind, we only watched one episode. So they, they second episode could like clearly define this for us. Oh, yes. This is this is another part of this. We watched four first episodes back to back to back to back. And I am super confused as to what happened in each one right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, all, all the all, a lot of the monsters blend it together. Uh, a handful of them do stick out. Uh, but. This one, this one was the one that I kind of like forgot the most of. Um, and I liked that it was called Buddy Go just because we had that huge conversation about the uh, a character using the term buddy. A and lot Shin, Ultraman, Shin Ultraman, buddy, buddy, buddy. It was all buddies. And then I'm watching this like buddy go is the henshin phrase. It's the transformation phrase for the show. And I am into that. I, I love it. Um, uh, so so yeah, so we so and the thing is, if you if you go and do research on this show, you are going to see so much backstory for Ultraman Taiga, the character that I don't know when this happened, if this was follow up movies. I know they're in follow up movies and they're because all of these characters are in so many crossovers uh, watching these on YouTube. You get all of the ads for it, too. <laughs> but. Uh, but, yeah. and, you know, I I have been told and I think I think even uh, Chad may have mentioned this in one of his emails that uh, Ultraman Taiga seems to be not well thought of by fans and again i only watched one episode but i found myself enjoying it well and again we only watched the first episode correct Uh, and and so that's the thing that so when i saw i also saw that taiga was not super well thought of um but i didn't really dig super deep into to finding out why so in this show we've got the concept of the fact that aliens have been moving to earth secretly for years (laughs) and and sort of living in hiding and some people seem to know this and others seem not to but we've got our our main character our protagonist uh hiroyuki who is uh part of this aegis group who is the first episode is tasked with escorting this dude with something in a container to a spaceship 
and he's not really concerned that there's a spaceship apparently but uh he's and maybe he seems a little surprised but what's inside that spaceship is or inside that that container is a baby kaiju which is adorable very cute <laughs> Uh, but of course, there's more to it than meets the eye because they're fighting other monsters and aliens that want to uh, use this baby kaiju because apparently baby kaijus are a delicacy. Uh, and uh, we learn, you know. It, yeah, it, and there's like a, some sort of alien, evil alien game show going on. That was not um, a game show. That was an auction. Well, there's an auction element, but there's there's they say something about like the guy putting on a production. It, it gave me vibes of um, well, the production of like, oh, you want to make this fight look good because then you'll sell your monster for more. Right. Uh, that that <laughs> guy, I didn't look up his name, but he also looked like a 70s era <laughs> bad guy. Yeah, it, it also reminded me a little bit of Power Rangers Ninja Steel because there there is a kind of an evil guy. Uh, auction game show situation for the for the bad guys going on uh in that one too the the 70s looking bad guy is alien magma which is an alien race that started in ultraman leo which is from 1974 (laughs) and it looks like he's from 1974 he does i i do i do like this i like i like i also like the the twist that like ultraman isn't necessarily the direct cause of uh, the main character getting hurt and or dying and and having to bond with them. It's that he was kind of going to do the right thing. And and it seemed like the Ultraman had already chosen him. So he was was talking to um, Hiroyuki and like from the beginning, it's like, hey, swerve left. Like he's he's hearing this voice at the very beginning of the of the show. And this is the first Ultraman that I can recall in what we watched again in what we watched talking, which I liked a lot. Um, but I guess no, that's not true, because the original Ultraman, the alien talked to uh, the dude when he was about to die. So. I don't know. Let me let me retract that. But anyway, uh, so I because I, I, I did some research. Uh, turns out that prologue that we watched where uh, Ultraman Tiger and all of his buddies got uh, zapped into into powder by the bad guy was 12 years ago. And Tyga went. To, oh, got How his, are we supposed to know that? Well, because this it gets explained later in the show. I'm telling you. Oh, OK, <laughs> there, there are, <laughs> again, first episode. Yeah, I need I need to I need to keep reminding myself I only watched one episode. <laughs> right. So uh, apparently Ultraman Tyga's essence uh bonded with a young Hiroyuki after when he was a kid and it's just now in this time of crisis that he's able to manifest his power again interesting and 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 that's that's kind of an interesting thing this is also uh so I mentioned that there were three ultra ultra men uh Ultraman Titus Ultraman Fuma and Ultraman Taiga Unlike other series, and and Jed pointed some of this out too in in one of his emails. Jed has been a lifeline for for some uh, history and research for us this this month. But uh, this, while we have seen shift changes, form changes in Ultra in Ultraman before, uh, I think in Ultraman Tiga, in fact, as uh, the first time we saw this, this shift change is actually a different Ultraman. So when he wants to be uh, you know, super strong. It's Ultraman Titus when he wants to be super fast. It's Ultraman Fuma. So it's actually he's bonding with three ultras and not just one, which is an interesting uh, shift. So, yeah, uh, Ultraman Taiga. What did you think of the fights? Um, I I gotta say, I liked the presentation in this one. I wasn't as enamored with the actual fighting in this particular episode. Um, I thought the special effects were really fun. I, I honestly, and this is true for all four. The the special effects presentation is pretty strong in each one of these shows, and I'm I'm it, pretty impressed with the production for uh, for what they're doing. I'm, and, I gotta say, and we have to remind ourselves. I mean, this is a show from 2019. This is not yeah. an old show. Um, it is it is very new. Uh, 
So we're looking at oh, this looks great. Yeah, we're looking at stuff that is that is way more of of the stuff that we're used to. Um, weirdly, I thought that this show and the way it's designed looked like it was trying to capitalize on uh, eras of the past, mostly because the two of the like the alien magma and the the mom monster and the baby monster all looked like they were right out of the 70s. And then when the <laughs> other monsters come into play to fight, that monster looked like new and cool and different. Yeah, and I mean, I certainly didn't dislike the fights. I, I just I think of the four. And like I said, I, I know that that Taiga seems to have a reputation amongst fans as being a little weaker. I mean, it was I think the fights were certainly a little weaker than some of the subsequent episodes that we watched, but I thought it was still super fun. I liked that I always like when a character is still kind of unsure of himself. And I liked having the main character seem to play a little bit more of a role in again, from what I have seen. So this may have been a tried and true stable by the time we've watched this. Um of being in Ultraman's head. So I, I like some of that amateurs, but uh, moves, but I, I also think that because of that, it does make some of the fights look, I feel a little less exciting mm. and that, that could be remedied by episode two, but I, I did, I did like it. I thought the monsters uh, were pretty neat. And I liked this idea that one was just a mom trying to get her baby back. And adorable. Yeah, I, I really liked the human cast. I thought they were pretty fun <laughs> with the with the uh, owner of the company being sort of like this flighty, like seems to know, like seems yeah. like somebody who knows way more of what's going on than than. <laughs> but also is like. Also, not at all, like really hiding it. I, I very much liked that. The, um, there, there is a moment in that episode where the guy that they are escorting after uh, after there's a big car chase and explosions, he's like the deal's off. You guys clearly can't do this. I'm out of here. <laughs> and, and the boss's reaction is of course, Oh, well he paid in advance. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was a fun twist, especially because, you know, it hadn't been fully established as, you know, an SSSFP kind of thing. So it felt a little different than having your typical, like science squad. It, it, it grounded a little bit for me. And I, I really liked that, um, which is why uh, one of the episodes, one of the shows we're going to talk about, I really, really liked because I, I think I kind of subsequently just kept liking the next show I liked more. Um, what about you? I mean, how, what were your thoughts, overall thoughts on the kind of the production of Taiga in terms of its uh, monster fights? And yeah, like, like, I, like I said, it, it felt like it was following a long line it felt like it was the next in line for a you know uh, a, 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 a much longer story i also know that traeger the evil ultra character is a character that had appeared before this is kind of our first again that we have seen long-term nemesis of of ultras um so it was it was it was interesting i i didn't i didn't love this one um mostly because I felt like I was coming in watching the last part of an arc and not the first part of something. Yeah, no, I mean, again, this and this absolutely has to do with us being kind of Ultraman neophytes. This this did feel I mean, obviously it starts in, in, in Medias Race, but I definitely felt like I came in the middle of a story and that's not a, a good or bad thing. It's just the way I felt. But like I said, as soon as we got to the, the human origin part of of the episode, it really did pick up for me. And I certainly still enjoyed it and would watch more. But I, I do I do agree though. I, I it's not my favorite that I've watched. Um I liked it. I didn't love it. Um let's let's bring uh bring up uh our next show, which is uh Ultraman Z. Ultraman Z uh coming in uh the, the very next year this is uh 2020 i believe ultraman z um yeah june to december 2020 this is this show is of course the first one that had production affected by covid um so i don't know if that means anything good or bad uh because we again we only watched one episode, one episode. Uh, so yeah, ultraman z opens with 
our uh, title Ultraman prior to coming to Earth, fighting a monster in space with his mentor, Ultraman Zero, which is, again, this is a theme that I am seeing with these Reiwa era stories, <laughs> that they are all anniversary episodes <laughs> anniversary series of shows that we haven't seen this show is the 10th anniversary uh, this show uh, culminates with the 10th anniversary of ultraman zero which would i would presume then be 2020 2010 excuse me um and uh is you know it, 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 again but unlike ultraman taiga we just have these two ultras and one of those ultras is then sucked into a portal. So we don't have to worry about him for a while. <laughs> well, it also just does a better job of contextualizing what's happening pretty immediately. Like, because I think they even like say, you know, you'll, you know, kind of that kind of expository language. And for me, it certainly helps. And, you know, I, I feel like it was a much more successful job of, doing a similar opening to that uh, a similar opening that Tyga did, but I just feel like that Ultraman Z just did a better job landing it. And this is the one that we, that I, and I was excited to watch this one because we were told this one also involves mechs. Yeah. So um, we, we have I seen was expecting different mechs. <laughs> well, so there's, there's a little bit of a story behind that too. Uh, so in, in Ultraman Z in, in a lot of Ultraman stories, we see sort of like the, the human squad of characters like we we saw the SSSP, we saw guts, we saw a, a lot of them and they often have their own sort of, you know, planes and, and other stuff uh, that they go to support Ultraman and fighting these giant kaiju. In this, we have storage, which is a very funny name. <laughs> the I, I, yeah, I love it. The special tactical operations, regimental airborne and ground equipment <laughs> storage. <laughs> Uh, but uh, in, in the case of this, they decided that instead of using um, instead of using like planes and things like that, they have actual robots. They have they have big, you know, robots that mm -hmm. also, by the way, have a three minute time limit, which I really enjoyed. Seeing. That was, yeah, that was fun. Uh, and and we have uh, we have two of them. Uh, let me uh, remember the name. Uh, Severin. Is that? Uh, oh, gosh, my I it's, have like it's because of what we're covering. I have 400 tabs open. Gang. So you got Sevenger, I think. Sevenger. That's right. Sevenger, uh, which is this very cute looking robot. <laughs> it's very adorable. Um, and later on in the show, I will say they do get different robots in fact oh, no, no. I, I just, when, when someone tells me oh this guy has mechs in it i'm expecting something like a gundam or even you know more exo squad this this felt very gigantor slash iron gianty um not, and, and not that it was bad i just i was expecting a different kind of mech but i still i thought that presentation was pretty fun sevenger is cute Sevenger is also uh, not the first time we've ever seen this. Sevenger is a reference to uh, a, a robot that appeared in 1974's Ultraman Leo. <laughs> okay, that makes that makes more. I'm looking at it now. Um, that makes way more sense. Uh, and again, I, I wouldn't know that um, uh, they, they do have some cooler designs. But with it, when they decided to use Sevenger first, it was because they didn't want Sevenger to look cooler than Ultraman or look more intense or, or you know, uh, more interesting than Ultraman. Um, I, uh, I can I can I can certainly see that. And, and you know, mission accomplished. Uh, but I I really enjoyed um, and this one's a little more standard. You know, you have your your hero of the team who gets killed in a monster attack, trying to protect uh, innocence. I think he's trying to save a dog. He was trying. Well, that was the that was the first thing in the second time that uh, uh, in, in the second time. Uh, Har Haruki is, is, is his name. Um, he is in Sevenger when a monster the monster that that uh, Z and zero are fighting in space comes down to Earth. Um, yeah. 
And he and, um, and he and, and this is this is a really interesting one to me because Z comes to, to the planet while Haruki is fighting the monster inside Sevenger, piloting Sevenger, and the two of them team up before they bond, which I think is mm-hmm. a really cool thing. And, and and Z is is an interesting ultra. He is super hot headed and he's not quite as good as he thinks he is. Um, which is just a fun, a fun take. I, I liked, I liked that aspect. It, it, he, he actively talks as, as an ultra, doesn't he? Well, like, so this is the thing. They all talk when they're in space with the other ultras. But right. what I'm, what I'm noticing is that when they are in the ultra form bonded with a human, it's down to the grunts. Gotcha. 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 Uh, and, and again, this is probably not a new thing. It's just something that, again, we are speed running through a 50 year franchise game. <laughs> so, uh, um, and, and of course, uh, but of course Z and, uh, and Haruki inside Sevenger lose the fight and both of them are about to die. And then they join together as part of that uh, in order to, to come back and fight again, which is a fun twist on the, uh, on the formula. I liked it a lot. Yeah, And this, this one's, this one's, you know, certainly more action heavy, but we also get the kind of, uh, the mech aspect. I I thought this one was just really fun to watch. I was certainly, I, I mean, again, I would watch the second episode. I'm certainly curious to see where it goes. I, I like the cast of storage. Um, they don't go as heavy into the humans immediately um, in in this particular one, but they've got so much action going on and uh, the monster fights were cool. I like I, I with you. I love teaming up with the robot first and then having that. It was a cool, a cool twist in the formula, like you said. Um, this one's just it's just neat. Like it. It just felt a little it also feels a little different like it, it i know it's, it's still connected to stuff but it just felt like it's it was its own little thing ba- i mean based on what we we have watched it feels the most disconnected from everything else because right and of- i know there's there's some connections but yeah it, it certainly feels like you know it maybe not a separate universe but it certainly feels like it's taken someplace else whereas like there's all these other connections and here it's like oh no this is just what trying to light what yeah you know apparently we apparently we have more connections than even we realize when we talk about sevenger and the other storage robots but (laughs) right i mean there's certainly there's certainly references but yeah i i i was i was really taken by this one it's just a lot of fun i think that i don't i don't know how how well this one is thought of um but i i i certainly liked it and I mean, it's going to be a growing thing. I think this entire era, era so far is pretty darn good. But again, these are just first impressions. Yeah. Um, we're coming up, I think, on what might be my favorite. Yeah. So and I, and I think it's my favorite for a very particular reason. So next up in our Rewa roundup is Ultraman Trigger colon new generation Tiga. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the reason I like this one so much is because we watched four episodes of Tiga so that all of the a lot of these references that we have are, are references that we are familiar with. <laughs> I mean, that is certainly true. But even still, I loved this, like the the buildup. I thought that, uh, this was different. I think Kengo is certainly a different kind of character and you remember and that his name is kengo i have to look up all these characters names because there are so many and it's in a language that is not my first language but i remember yeah. kengo's name which means something to me as someone who has watched a lot oh. of ultraman in the last month it's also super fun that he's he's not connected to any team or whatever he is just like the son of a botanist and no, he's a botanist he is the son of an archaeologist that's right. He's a son of the archaeologist and he just, I don't know. I, I felt like there was something infectious about him that I really, really appreciated. So there was something about him that reminded me of the main character of common writer Kuga, mostly because of, yes. of, of, of mostly because of both of them being obsessed with getting people to smile smile i want to see the smile he's also carrying this flower around the entire time which okay so <laughs> yeah, i had to start texting drew because he calls the, the flower 
relay. And I was like, okay, that's a that's a HP Lovecraft slash Cthulhu. Yeah, R Y apostrophe L E H, where you know that place where Cthulhu is from. <laughs> so I, I I that's why I did a little digging because I was like, oh, is there going to be a Cthulhu oh. reference? And apparently, this just they they pick up on this in the Ultraman franchise. There's a lot of Lovecraftian inspired or named monsters throughout Ultraman, and there is one in in Trigger as well. Uh, but I I was like, oh, man, that that that's that's cool. And um, I also think it's cool that. You know, his his mom is on the she's on the defense team. She's she. So so let's 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 uh, uh, talk about the the story of this. And again, they they called this new generation Tiga. This show is literally a commemoration of the 25th anniversary of Ultraman Tiga. Mm hmm. Uh, So there are a lot of similarities, but there are some notable differences. Mostly this show starts on Mars. It does not start on Earth. It starts on Mars, which I thought was pretty cool. It it is pretty cool. We also have a a, an an evil ultra uh, of some kind, a lady ultra named Carmiara, who I don't even know if we'd learn her name in this episode. But, you know, again, I was looking stuff up. Um. But uh, so he's and, also I do want to mention this because this is this was important to me. Is is he not the first one that we've watched that doesn't die to become Ultraman? No, because uh, the main character in Ultraman Tiga does not die to become Ultraman. Does he not? No, because he, 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 oh, no, he just walked to the yeah, 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 he right, dives right, into right. the statue and turns into light again. There are some right. a lot of <laughs> a lot of similarities and, and not everybody dies. They are often close to death. Um but you know whether that means anything or not we'll see uh but but so we've got we've got this character kingo who is a botanist on mars uh living with his mom who is a a big part of the tpu which is the terrestrial peaceable union that we remember from ultraman tiga that that old that old thing um and they are looking at some uh, and, and he he and his botanist crew are mad that they have only gotten one flower to plant in Martian soil uh, and that, oh, he wonders, maybe if I get some of the dirt from this archaeological dig that my mom is 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 going on, that that I will uh, that maybe that that soil will be different. Uh, which is again, all this is kind of interesting and kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but of course, at that at the time that that happens, um, you know, a, a monster attacks <laughs> a big kaiju, uh, and this <laughs> and, and, and this kaiju is a a combination of the two kaiju that attacked in the first episode of Ultraman Tiga, the except they are combined with each other, <laughs> which is which is funny, but uh. But yeah, and of course, as part of that, he oh, there's a guy there that remembers something that happened years ago on Earth when a giant came and saved them all. And of course, he's got a bunch of gear from Guts Select Guts Uh, and uh, I love Guts. It's maybe my favorite of the ultra teams that we have come across. It's. Waiting for that Nickelodeon crossover. Yeah. Uh, and he passes and, and he gives uh, Kingo basically what he needs to transform into. Oh, and of course, there's also another uh, ancient hologram that tells him that uh, tells him uh, meaningful, meaningless information. Um, but of course, he turns into Ultraman Trigger uh, and uh, defeats the bad guys and uh, saves the day. And then what we don't learn in this episode is that then he joins guts and goes to earth so that the rest of the show takes place on earth and not Mars. Because <laughs> uh, I was, I was super into how Mars was looking. I mean, the aesthetically, the kind of cities and stuff reminded me a little bit of uh, uh Rider Gaim. And uh, so of course that's that's attractive for me but uh, yeah. i also I, I dug the fights i liked this oh, uh so let's evil ta- ultra let's talk about the fight in this episode this is maybe the best fight i've seen in an ultraman show it uses different camera angles it's like showing stuff from the ground which again we didn't talk about this in ultraman z i really loved the first episode of ultraman z where uh 
uh, dude was just running on the street carrying a dog while these giant footprints or ha- footsteps from a robot and a monster are happening behind him. It's yeah. not often we get to see that, or at least that we have we have gotten to see that so far. But it, but then when the actual fights happen, they feel very much like people in suits on a set. This one had people in suits on a set, but they were doing more than just showing it from the the zoomed out portion. Yeah. Which I really yeah, appreciate. It certainly felt more kinetic. It felt you, you felt the fights. They felt like they were happening, and they were really fun. I mean, obviously the the fight with the um, the ultra lady, uh, evil ultra, who, who's like super like into causing him pain uh, <laughs> in, in, in a way that I think is more than just being sinister. Um, but I I thought that was super fun. I thought the monsters were cool. Um, I really like the setting. I really liked like I mean, this this is one that like if I had just turned on and had never watched Ultraman, I would be like, oh, I want to I want to get into Ultraman. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Miles, I'm going to tell you a name and I want to know if you if you are familiar with this name. Koichi Sakamoto. Mm-hmm. It, does that ring any bells? It rings a bell. Well, maybe it should. Koichi Sakamoto is the director of Ultraman Trigger. Uh, He Mm -hmm. got his start as a second unit director uh, for a show called VR Troopers. (laughs) That led him to that led him to become the the stunt coordinator for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's what what I I thought that then uh, that then ended up becoming a director and producer of that show. Uh, working following the show when it moved to New Zealand after Disney bought it and then moving over uh, uh, to basically start doing Japanese work. He 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 was known for uh, Go Kiger, Sentai Go Kiger and Corey Uger and Kamen Rider fours. And uh, a bunch of other stuff. He made makes an on-screen guest appearance in Akiba Ranger, <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. Akiba uh, Ranger is so good. And, and and this is the guy that directed Common Rider T or Common Rider T Ultraman uh, uh, Ultraman Trigger New Generation Tiga. And I That's wonder all. if that if that is it, also why we like this so much. If there's something it about probably that is because you can definitely feel that experience in in this he he knows what works he also knows what fans are really wanting and as someone who comes from an active background doing sentai doing power rangers doing common rider he also knows that the audience would love to see like some proper big fights and from the one episode i and saw again, looks that like could be the, that. that could be the best fight of the show because we've only the watched the is, one episode I, I think it holds true because he's also did decker and i felt the same way about the fights in decker did he do decker yeah uh he did not do decker he did not direct decker looking at this thing right now he did something on decker It's, it? it's on his uh, it's on his resume. It's on his CV. Well, it's, it's not uh, he's he, I don't think he was the series director, though. He might have done. Some oh, he, may not, he may not have been the series director, but he was certainly worked on it. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess final thoughts on Tiga. I really enjoyed the first episode of this. It was charming and it was fun. And uh, I'm really of the four. Uh, I think this is the one I would like to go back to most. Um. um it's it's tough because I also uh, it looks like he did five episodes of Decker. Okay. Um, I I really like this. I really liked Ultraman Decker, and it's more for the human story than the Ultra story. I I really liked what they were doing with Kanata. I liked the fact that he was this kind of like so far disconnected from and in this in in more so than uh Kengo so far disconnected he he is you know working at his grandfather's store selling space rice crackers <laughs> no they were earth rice crackers they were just going to space <laughs> well he called them space rice crackers <laughs> so I, i'm going by what he said um i i also like that it seems to be it's a, it's a direct sequel it takes a couple years place a couple yes. years so after. so uh, so again this so Ultraman Decker I keep wanting to say Kamen Rider 
Stop it. Ultraman Decker is a show that started in 2022 and ended last week. It is literally, uh, literally uh, just ended at the time of this recording. Uh, I'll also say this show, much like Trigger, was the uh, sort of an anniversary show for Ultraman Tiga. This is an anniversary show for Ultraman Dinah. Now, I've also done some looking. There is a TDG team that was pretty popular, which was Tiga, Dinah and Gaia for Ultraman Gaia. And there's a lot of expectations that whatever the next show is will be a G that is going to make a new TDG team. Makes sense. I don't know. This is just me reading stuff or saying stuff I read on the Internet. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense. And I mean, honestly, I welcome it because I really liked and this one like had very fun fight. I like the fact that he is purely just trying to help people and and then getting yelled at for it and then ends up joining the um, the forces it, very, very emphatically. Um, there's there's not a ton to this episode. It, it is very, very like kind of standard uh, anime <laughs> intro. Yeah, You say there's not a ton to this. This this is the most impactful first episode of any Ultraman show we have seen and that earth is conquered by aliens and cut off from the rest of the galaxy well i'm, I'm just talking about like th- th- there's not a lot to like i like the human story a lot there's not a lot to it yes in terms of the grander story yeah aliens come down they surround the earth in this green shield and nothing can get in or out and, oh, and, so, and this, this does take place seven years after Ultraman Trigger, despite the fact that it is literally the next year. <laughs> um, yeah. And don't they say also like a, a monster hasn't been seen in seven years? At this yes. Point? So so and part of that is that you have the the space, the, the space crew um, that that, you know, everybody like the main the main guy of 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 the uh, the captain of the ship that's about to take off uh, Murahoshi. Um, he's just you see the sad look in his eyes whenever he talks about, you know, being a part of Guts because Guts has been disbanded and nobody wants to fight monsters anymore because there hasn't been a monster in seven years. So let's go to space. And of course, in the first episode, a monster, a bunch, a bunch of monsters attack. He's like monsters. Not really. He's very, very like solemn and straight faced the entire time and worried about helping people and, and all of that. But um. But yes. yeah, I, I I really liked this. I like the setting a lot. I really liked I liked seeing the Mars stuff again. I liked this also this idea that like a lot of the the people on the monster team like they're really wanting to go to space and and like you know he talks about how his parents are on vacation in space and or in Mars. Yeah, they want a trip to Mars, so that's where they are. Yeah, when the local when the, the, the local lottery. I, I mean, there's just a lot of things I found super charming. And maybe it was because I just watched like I watched um, Trigger and Decker back to back and I could even tell like, oh, yeah, this is the same. This is the same. Yes. Uh, and they feel they're very cool. close. And so I, I like uh, th- that might be why these two just like really connected with me. I I liked all four things that we watched, but like Trigger and Decker, I really liked. And I thought Z was super, super fun. And again, Taiga had something that I, I was charmed by, too. I liked it probably the least of the four, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, we haven't really talked about a lot. Uh, is. The music slaps. The music in all these shows, not just the theme songs, like the background music, like what I'm especially with some of the later ones like trigger and decker i feel like i'm watching like uh, a, a mega man rpg or a final <laughs> fan, like a, a, a turn of the century final fantasy game like eight uh, seven through twelve like that the music that's playing makes me think of being in a game and it rules i love all of the music in ultraman and each one of these theme songs is pretty dope <laughs> I, you know, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I don't, I normally have to watch something multiple times to get an appreciation for the music just because there's so much going on on screen that there's just a lot of it be Macross. <laughs> well, which, which is about music and focuses <laughs> on the music and, and has, music is a part of it <laughs> and has, has like has musical breaks where they just sing a song. Song. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, uh, well, I mean, you have musical breaks in, in the, the theme song because the theme song is like a full length song 
Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. A lot of times, even the anime that I love, with the exception this year of Witch from Mercury, I typically will skip an anime theme song after or even a Japanese show like this after a couple episodes, because I'm just want to get to the whole thing. Yeah, but no, you listen um, to Witch from Mercury's theme song. You yeah, so to that, that song is amazing. And the artwork is gorgeous. I can't skip it. Um, but it's, each it's available one of these on streaming up. services, both in Japanese and in English on uh, streaming services. Uh, so I uh, did not know that. That's awesome. Uh, I really loved all the music here, and it's just it's very exciting. I'm a big J-pop fan. I like a lot of anime soundtracks. I like a lot of uh, common writer music, too. So like the, there and there was also a thing where like the, these these intros have been known to either make really big bands uh, from the country or feature really big bands from the country and i can definitely see why there's a lot of great talent here and i mean that's that's i i would say this era so far is in pretty good hands yeah i mean for the weakest show and again we only i know i keep saying this but we only watched one episode before the weakest show to be taiga and i was still really positive about taiga that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to circle back to Decker a little bit, because they're like, I, I liked the fight in the show. Um, I, I, I mean, I agree that the, 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 the trigger first episode fight is probably the best, but I really like Decker's too. Um, I, some things about Decker, like I don't love the transformation mechanic in Decker basically being an Ultraman head <laughs> that you put a card into. I don't love that. Um, I mean, that's that. I mean, I can tell you right now that that's 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 to sell toys. I know all these shows have been doing for years. I texted Miles about this. I do both appreciate and lament the fact that all of these all of these shows and Common Rider did this too. have what look like the actual toys that they're selling mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're using as props on the show. Just something that didn't happen in our age where you had this super high end prop and then we got this weird uh, dopey plastic bit. Um, I'm, I also I'm not in love with Decker's suit. Um, and I know that he will have transformations as part of the the show that may look better. I didn't actually go and and, and look at a lot of these. I like the suit. I think it's pretty neat. It's 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 that it's. It feels more traditional superhero than it does Ultraman. That sounds weird to say. Yeah, it's not it's not the blue. I think mostly it's because he's got this chest piece that has what looks like space on it. Yeah. <laughs> like a, and I just I don't know it's 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 weird to me. But outside of that, um I do want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff cuz I I watched the last episode of Decker 2. I didn't watch the whole thing. I skipped around. Um, what are you doing, man? Because I, th- I was interested, mostly because it had just ended and I was reading, you know, the Ultraman subreddit and reading people's reactions to what happened. And uh, somebody posted a picture and I was like, wait a second, is that Kengo? And yes, Kengo's in, in the show. <laughs> he's he's, he's a, a, a secondary character in the show and is in the last episode. Uh, awesome. In human form, at least. Uh, spoiler warning, I guess. Um, helping fight alongside Ultraman Decker. And uh so that was that was fun to to see him get. There was a scene Did with they him. Give him any age makeup at all? Because he's supposed to be like ten years later or something. It's seven, it's seven years later. I like the same as I did seven years ago. It's fine. But uh, but one the other thing I was looking up is that this show actually uses something like the uh, volume film technology. Are you familiar with the volume film technology, Miles? This is this is the stuff that they use on shows like The Mandalorian. It is the big instead of using a green screen, they have a big, gigantic, fancy monitor, basically, that is showing stuff behind them that they're acting in front of. And uh, apparently there were a couple of shows that that use in Japan that used something like that this year. And Ultraman Decker was one of them. Unfortunately, I couldn't figure out which Ultraman Decker episode uh had that i tried searching as many ways as i could and it just i my google foo was not good enough to figure out which one it was yes, you're gonna have to watch all of that i guess so <laughs> <laughs> but uh so so that is that's an interesting thing that i would love to see how the how a uh, uh, uh tokusatsu show uses that technology uh 
in addition to like their sets that they, you know, still fight inside because uh, that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. And I, I will say, uh, I think this this franchise and this era is in really good hands. I know Common Rider and Super Sentai, people always seem to have kind of combating feelings about the the railway era for both franchise and i don't know how people feel about these shows but watching the first episode of each of them they were all they all at least start off extremely solid like i was sold on each and every one of these shows i think they they would do cool stuff with a well-traveled franchise especially one that that loves to remix the same formula over and over again and each time i was not at all upset about it like i wasn't bored i mean this must be how you feel every single time batman's parents get killed in an alley <laughs> because because <laughs> you love that you love that thing so much but every time i do i do hate the, the waynes i hate the waynes <laughs> it drives me wild um but but every time like the bonds with Ultraman, I was like, yes, let's do it. I I don't need you to remix this at all. I need it every single time and I'm fine with it. And, I don't and, mind that some of them don't die. But and, like I, I love and, it. And, and that's really that's really the weird kind of thing is that where I think about, you know, the three pillars of Japanese superheroes or main pillars of Japanese superheroes. And whereas Common Rider was very street level, at least for a bit. It got a little wonkier later. <laughs> it was it, <laughs> level up. <laughs> yeah, it seems to have no longer. It seems to be no longer having a sort of continuity from show to show. And again, we didn't watch any of the Rewa Common uh, Riders to to do that. I kind of wish we had watched a uh, done a Rewa roundup for Common Rider, <laughs> and maybe we will one day soon. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but uh. But Ultraman seems to be very aware of its history and referential of its history in ways, even in 2023, that I did not expect. Uh, And that is that's interesting. And uh, and sometimes maybe a little too referential of their history. But um, when you got when you got 60 years to play with. And you know you have a dedicated fan base. Why not play with it? Why not make references? I mean, we do that. We do this with, with Star Trek all the time, you know. And so, I mean, I, I get it. Sometimes it is a little a little much. Where I'm like, well, this may be a little bit too much of a barrier entry for me for this this show. I might have to go back and watch something else. Also, I love when when they were using the kind of um, the toys. Uh, you had the same kind of announcer voice as Gaim, where it's like, you know, announcing the the power move or whatever. Yeah. And that, that same was, little like announcer voice. That was funny. I, I found that I, humorous. I, I like seeing that in Ultraman. I think that uh, for what we have watched for. I, I can see why this has lasted as long as it has, especially after watching Shit Ultraman last week and the how reverential that is. But also, I mean, you know, in I think in one of his common writer emails, Jed talked about a golden age of tokusatsu for the West, and he's not wrong. I mean, it's at first I was like, well, but when I think about the stuff that's actually getting released here, like Ultraman especially is getting released. I mean, Ultraman fans are feasting. One, you can uh, watch everything. I mean, it's it's not everything. But the fact that you could go online on YouTube on an official YouTube site last week and watch the finale of Ultraman Decker. Well, you also have all this stuff on Tubi, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but there there are a few things are missing. Taiga, uh, not exactly officially available. <laughs> but, well, uh, yeah. but all the but all the other new stuff, the entirety of Ultraman Z, the entirety of Ultraman Trigger, the entirety of Ultraman Decker, all three of these shows are available on the uh, on on the youtube right now uh, f- legitimately by well, not uh, by the company that, but they've been getting like mill creek has i mean i guess it's helpful that like super i has made deals with like i guess maybe it's just only certain companies because mill creek has just been pumping out the ultraman physical releases you can get tiga you can get dyna you can i mean you can 
get a lot of it. You can't get I don't I don't think the most recent I don't think any of the Rewa stuff is out yet. Tyga might be. I think I just saw a thing where that one's coming out. But um no, I don't think Tyga's uh out yet either. But I mean so much of that franchise is available more so than Super Sentai and Kamen Rider put together. Yeah. Easily. And I I wish the other two but I mean, well, it's Super it's, Sentai. It's, Super Sentai won't because the it competes with Power Rangers, and there's well, Shout Shout has slowly been putting them out, very yeah, slowly, very them slowly, out. and and they're and still they're still in the '90s for the stuff they're putting out. Well, they've they've kind of gone back and forth, but they're well, they've also gone back and like they're releasing like Die Ranger and stuff, which I think is super cool. Also That's cool. Also cool. But, but I mean, Com- 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 Rider, we're we're just starting to get yeah common rider black uh getting a blu-ray release which is going to be fun um i wish it would get a streaming release because i'm more likely to watch it that way than with a disc but you know we'll see what happens um but in the meantime i i'd buy the discs because you never know what's going to happen with those rights i mean that's also (laughs) true when it comes to japanese stuff why not both why not both but uh, again when it comes to when it comes to ultraman you can watch so much of this stuff for legally for free and that yeah. is huge uh they, they have uh and, and if you watch it on youtube like we did you're gonna get ads for all of the dubbed with known voice actors movies that, Which uh, that are i kind of wanted to watch even though i was also like i'm gonna have no idea what's going on but this sounds awesome yeah <laughs> it's like what is, what are these guys that look like gold ultra people but they have a different name that i can't remember what they are uh it, it was it, it's and it, was it, like, it was like ultra it was like ultra battle something or i can't remember what because there's like a couple of them that we kept seeing advertised yeah i mean i guarantee you ultra was part of the title but it was like ultra Fine. ultra <laughs> ultra extreme fighters mega mix or, you know <laughs> ultra century or something i can't remember what it was but it was it was wild it was it was cool though because i was like I, i'm ultraman fans are feasting I, I said that earlier today and they absolutely are and and you know what for that's them. awesome good for them absolutely i i'm glad somebody is and i can't be too jealous because this this month is turning me into an ultraman fan more so than i already like thought i was like i thought i was a passing like oh i like ultraman but i'm get into it i'm yeah. really into it it took a little more time than it did with common writer but i am yeah. I'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of i'm feeling the vibe right now it mm-hmm. was it was a vibe that i needed to, to get on board with crashing uh, and, the mode <laughs> and speaking of vibes uh we have one more week in ultra manuary and we are making a very bold decision that i'm very curious uh to to see how this pans out uh, so a few years back, uh, they actually made a, a CG animated Ultraman show for Netflix. Netflix's Ultraman show, which has two seasons, uh, and based on what I am looking at, it looks very, very different. Uh, uh, it is. I I watched the first season when it came out because it, it's a strip anime, um, and I'm I haven't watched. I only watched the first season, and I haven't watched it since it came out. So I'm really curious to watch it now that I've watched more Ultraman since then. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, it don't look like anything we've seen before. (laughs) I'm curious how you're going to feel about it because it is very different, very different from what you are used to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like if we'd watched it first, I might have a different opinion than watching it now, especially after watching Shin Ultraman and watching this, you know, loving recreation of, of the original 60s show. But uh, yeah, we're going to watch the first four episodes of Netflix's Ultraman, which is available on Netflix. Uh, and that is going to end Ultramanuary next week. But do not worry. We are going to be back with so many more things this year. 2023, the year of the rabbit, but also the year of the nerd. Every year is the year of the nerd. We don't need a specific year. We don't need to get tied down to a to any kind of Zodiac. We're good. All right. 
I'm throwing you a life preserver. Uh, where can people find us? <laughs> if you would like to find us, you can find us at themoreynerd.com. Hopefully, we've been having some website troubles lately. We have, and I apologize <laughs> to folks who have been trying to download the Shin Ultraman episode and been unable to, but uh, yeah, we've had some uh, It's some fixed right troubles. now as I am speaking, but uh, we're still working on some things. We got hit with some, some pretty bad malware that we we're trying to fight through, and uh, that sucks. By the way, that sucks. Um, uh, but if you also would like to reach out to us and let us know that you can't access something you can tweet to us at the more you nerd.com you can go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd and you can email us the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com and now we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd. Out. out buddy, buddy go